is Milt Jones. I want to welcome you tonight in the name of Jesus. This is truly the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and let us be exceedingly glad in it. I was glad when he said unto me, let us go. Let us go into the house of the Lord. Again, my name is Milt Jones. I'm a senior, I'm a leader pastor here at Ignite Depot Center. I want to welcome you and thank you for joining us tonight. Man, we're going to have a great time in the word tonight in Jesus' name. We're not even going to mess around. We're going to jump right into the word tonight in Jesus' name. I guarantee if you came with ears to hear and your eyes are open to see and your heart is open and ready to receive the engrafted word of God, you will not leave here disappointed because God has a new way and, and a new way for you tonight that's going to ultimately change your life forever. So we're going to go ahead and jump right in. We're going to make our declaration in accordance Isaiah 61. And one, it says this, it says that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive, the open of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, that they avengers of our God, and to comfort all he says, to appoint unto them the morning Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the whole of joy for morning and armor of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. And he says, and they, talk about verse 4, and they shall build the old waste, and they shall raise the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolation of many generations. Father, to you alone we give all the glory, the honor, and praise that is due your name. Father, this is the day which you have made. We will rejoice and we will be exceedingly glad. I declare in the name of Jesus that I'm expecting miracle signs, wonders, manifestations of the gifts of the Holy Spirit as you see fit tonight. Father, I thank you that lives will be forever changed as a result of the word that will go forth on to Lord, I decrease that you may increase. Let my tongue be the pen of a ready writer, writing the very oracles of your word on the tablets of their heart. Father God, I give you alone all of the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. In Jesus' name, let us all say amen. Amen and glory to God. And again, my name is Milton Jones. I am the lead pastor here at Ignite Depot Center. I want to thank you for joining us tonight. In the name of Jesus. Now, if you missed last week, man, you missed a good one. We was talking about how it's a fixed fight. It's a fixed fight. And why would we say it was a fixed fight? It's a fixed fight because you already know that you come out as a winner. Now, somebody would have asked the question, how do you know that it's a fixed fight? That's what we talked about last week. How do you know that it's a fixed fight? Well, I'm going to give you a couple of scriptures so you can stand on this word. In accordance to 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, it says this in the New King James Bible. It says, you are of God, little children, and you have overcome them because greater is he that's on the inside of you than he that is in the world. So how do you know that you are the, the fight is fixed and that you're going to win because greater is he that's on the inside of you than he that is in the world. You say, give me one more. Okay, I got one more for you. I got more than one, but I'm going to give you this one more. We also realize that in course of Revelation chapter 12, verse number 11, we have this guarantee. It says this. It says, and they, talking about those who have put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, they have overcome him. Who's him? 
talking about the adversary, talking about the enemy. He says, you have overcome him. And how did you overcome him? You overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimonies. And they did not love their life unto the death. In other words, because of what the blood of Jesus has already done and because of the testimony that's coming out of your mouth that you have received that what Jesus has done, you're a son of God, you're, a, you're an heir of God, a joint heir with Jesus Christ. He says, because you already have, you have already overcome the adversary in the name of Jesus. So it is a fixed life. We also found out last week about Jehovah Mephati. Jehovah Mafati. Jehovah Mafati means he is the Lord, our deliverer. Now, God has many names, but this name is one that people are not so familiar with, but his name is Jehovah Mafati. Jehovah Mafati, the Lord, is our deliverer. Now, we talked about this last week in Psalms 91. It says in, in verse 14, it talks about how uh, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him and I will set him on high because he has known my name as Jehovah Mephati. Now, that word deliver in this verse, we talked about this last week, that word in this verse means to cause you to escape. So if you read, he says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will cause him or her to escape. Now, if you read in verse 15, it goes on and says, He shall call upon me, God said, and I will answer him. He says, and I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him. Now, this word deliver, now this is why you got to pay attention and study to show yourself a proof, because you can't use today's definitions. When these scriptures were written, this particular in the Old Testament is in the Hebrew, and the New Testament is translated into the Greek. But this Hebrew word deliver means to equip for fight or to strengthen. Read this, we can read it this way. He said, and he shall call upon me, and I will answer him. That's God's covenant promise to you. He says, and I will be with you in trouble. Remember, just like Psalms 23, it says, yea, you will walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for you are with me. He says, I will, he says, I'm not only going to be with you, he says, but I will strengthen you. I will equip you for the fight and I will honor you. So God says, he says, sometimes I will cause you to escape. He says, at other times, I will equip you and strengthen you for the fight. And then we go to Psalms, uh, Chapter 18, verse number 2, we're talking about Jehovah, the Lord, in Psalms 8, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, and whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. So he is going to be your strength, he's going to be your shield, he is your refuge. You can put your trust and confidence in him. So whenever you get ready to go into a situation, a circumstance, whenever you're in the fight, you know it's a fixed fight because greater is he that's on the inside of you than he that's in the world because you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony and because you know God is either going to cause you to escape, as Jehovah Mephati will cause you to escape, 
faith, or he will strengthen you to fight, and he will equip you for the fight. But in each situation, he is in it with you. You're never alone. You turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're never alone. Turn to your other neighbor and say, neighbor, you're never alone. And, and point to yourself and say, hey, I want to remind you, you are never alone. Even in the midst of the fight, God is with you, even in the midst of the fight in Jesus' name. Now, we're, what we're going to talk about this week, I know you've been waiting on it. You want to know what we're going to talk about this week? The title of this message, if I was to give it a title, is A New Day, A New Way. A New Day, A New Way. We found out a couple weeks ago that 2023 was the year of the blessing of the Lord. It's also a year of completion. It's a, it's a year of maximum uh, return, maximum increase. And God says this in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, he says this. He says, he says, it's the blessing of the Lord that makes you rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. It's the blessing of the Lord that makes you rich, and he says he adds no sorrow with it. Now, if you want to understand, what does the word, what blessing, what do you mean make you rich? What does it mean to that there's not going to be sorrow. He says it's the blessing, it's the prosperity of the Lord that makes you rich, or it causes you to accumulate or to grow. And he says, and there will be no sorrow. It's not a result of labor, of toil. And he says, it's his blessing that's upon you that will cause you to become, to accumulate, cause you to grow. And, it's, and if you read the Amplified Version, it says it, and no amount of toiling will increase it. So it's not based off of your toiling. It's not based off of your labor. It's not saying that you don't work. It's not saying that but you're not working from a position trying to get. You're working from a position that God's blessing is already upon me. And he's going to cause me to increase. And he's going to cause me to grow. And he's going to cause me to, to become rich, he says. And he's not going to add any toiling or laboring with me. Now, you ask the question, how do you know that God is going to do that this year? And why do you say it's a new day and it's a new way? Well, I can tell you this. It has always been God's desire for you to prosper. Now, before you clicked off, before you said, I'll be one of them prosperity preachers. If you read the, if you read the word, you know what the word prosperity means? Or you know what it means to prosper? It means to grow. It means to so it's, it's, it's God says this, or His Word says this in John, third John chapter one verse two says this: "The love I pray prosper in it all things and be in health, even as your soul, which is your mind, your will, and your very emotion, is prospering." So God's desire for you, God's desire for me, God's desire for the whole is that you prosper means that, that you increase and that you be in health, wholeness, illness, no sickness, no disease, no, no stresses, no depressions, no suicides, none of that is God's desire that you prosper and be in health, but it's based off to the extent to which your soul, which is your mind, your will, and the very seat of your emotions 
is prospering or is increasing, which means you cannot continue to do the same thing the same way and expect to get a different result. You know what the definition of insanity is? Doing the exact same thing, expecting something different to happen. God says, if you want to be prosperous, if you want to be in health, he says it's going to be to the extent in which your soul, your mind, your will, and emotion is, is increasing or prosper according to his word and according to his way. I'll tell you this. How do you know that this is God's desire? Because God doesn't change. In James chapter 1, verse number 17, James chapter 1, verse 17 says this. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation of shadow of turning. What does that word variation mean? That word variation means there's no difference. He doesn't change from one one way to another. He says, it's my he says, every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father above. He doesn't change. He's not one way. He, won't, he doesn't want you to prosper one day and doesn't want you to prosper the next one. It has always been God's desire to prosper you, for you to be in health, but it's to the extent of which your mind, your will, and the very seed of your emotions is prospering or increasing. In other words, to the extent to which your mind is renewed by the word of God, that you operated to, according to God's kingdom of God system will determine to what extent you will increase and prosper. And we're not talking about prospering just so you can hoard up a bunch of stuff that says, not for and no more. God calls you to prosper and to be in hell. In fact, he's blessing you to be a blessing until all families of the earth have been blessed. But some people will say, but man of God, you don't know my story. You don't know my situation. You don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. Nobody knows the troubles I've seen. Everybody's had trouble. Everybody's messed up. Everybody's missed it at some point time enough. And I give you a word. Your sin, your mess up, cannot outlast the mercy of God, the grace of God, and it cannot undo what the blood of Jesus has done. All you have to do is make a Make a decision, and this is what you're saying. You know what? I realize, Father, that I have missed it. I realize that I have not been following your way. I make a decision to repent. You know what the word repent means? It means to make a decision to turn. Make a decision to turn. I was going one way one minute, and now I'm going to make a decision, and I'm going to turn and go a whole different way. Everybody has messed up. Did you hear me? Everybody. Your boy, he's messed up before. You know what I do? First John 1, not Father. I acknowledge that I have missed it. I ask you to forgive me. And, and as far as the east is from the west, so far have you forgiven me and cleansed me of all unrighteousness. God doesn't only just forgive you, but he will cleanse you of all unrighteousness and treat you just like it never happened. He said, but man, that's not what I heard in church. They said, God is mad at me. And God's going to do this. And God is going to do that. And he has all these bad thoughts towards up on something in the quarters of Jeremiah 49 and 11. God did not change his mind 
Just run across a rule, your religious cow. Just, oh, I can't handle that. And wow, you got to shoot that religious cow because it was God who who does nothing in the earth without man became the earth to man. You say, prove it. Prove it. Earthy, if you will, over the thumbs, chapter 115, verse 16. It is God's design to foster you, it is God's design to increase you. It, but it's to the extent to which your soul, mind, and emotions is possible. In other words, what you're hearing right now, you know what this is doing right now? It's renewing your mind. You know what this is causing to do? It's causing your soul to increase. It's causing your soul to grow and understand that it's God's will for you to prosper and to be in health. And it's to the extent to which your soul is possible. What do we say? God does nothing in the earth without man because he bears the earth. Now, I gave you enough time to get the Psalms 115 and 16. It says this. It says, the heavens, even the heavens are the Lord's. Now, brace yourself, but the earth he has given to the children of men. <laughs> it is God who has given the earth to the children. He says, okay, why did he give the earth to the children of men? Well, turn with me if you will over the Psalms. Verse 4, God gave man rulership over the works of his hand. I know, it's just, I know, I know you probably won't hear this whole lot, but this is what the word of God said. This is not what I'm saying. I'm reading to you what the word of God said in proper context. Now, in, in Psalms chapter 8, verse 4, even the angels were talking to God about what it was he was doing. What was his thoughts towards man? He says, says, the angel said to God, he says, what was man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, not angels, 
You may be a little lower. Elohim, a little lower than yourself. And you have crowned him with glory and with honor. You have made him to have dominion. I made you him to have rulership over the works of your hand. But when God created man, he made man a little lower than himself. Remember, he says in, in Genesis chapter 1, 26, I have made you. He said, let us make man in our likeness, and he that he may rule and have dominion and authority over the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So the angels are talking, to, whoa, 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 Lord, what's this man that you are mindful of him and that you're, he says, you have crowned him with glory and honor, and you have made him to have dominion or rulership over the works of your hand. You have put all things under his feet, or you have put all things under his control. Now, let me share something with God does nothing in the earth without man. Because again, he gave the earth to man. See, God gets his expression in the earth through men and women who submit to him. You hear that? His expression in the earth men and women who submit, who come under his authority, who yield themselves to his direction. See, you are, the about this, in the earth, you only have expression in the earth if you have an earth who are, you have a body. See, that's why if you go back and you read in Genesis chapter 3, the adversary had to convince the serpent to yield his body so he could have expression in the earth. Without, express, without a body, the adversary has no expression in the earth. Without a body, God does not have expression in the earth. And the reason why he doesn't is because, he says, because it will be illegal for him to be in, have expression in the earth without an earth body because he gave the earth to man. That man had dominion, he had rulership, he had authority over it from the foundation of the world. He, if, you, if you really think, if you really study the word, what you will find out is this. It was God's intention from the very beginning. It was God's intention from the very beginning. It was God's intention from the very beginning to establish the kingdom of God on earth. See, God wanted, when he created earth, he created the earth for man and he created the earth because he wanted the, the kingdom of God that was in heaven, he says, the same way it is in heaven, I wanted to be that way on earth. How do you know that was his, his plan? Because if you go back and you read Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and 10, when Jesus told his disciples, pray in this manner, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will or thy intent be done in the earth, just like it is in heaven. God's original plan was for the earth to operate just like it was in heaven. He wanted earth to operate the same way with the same government, with the same principles, with the same laws, with the same nature, with the same culture, with the same lifestyle on the earth just like it is in heaven. In fact, if you want to know what the, the definition of the kingdom of God is, it's very simple. Is this. It says this. The kingdom of God is 
The kingdom of God is God's government system of influence over a dominion or territory impacted his will with his nature, his culture, and his lifestyle. So God's, the kingdom of God is God's governing system of influence over a territory impacting it with his nature, his culture, and his lifestyle. So when we're talking about the kingdom of God, we're not talking about a place. When we're talking about the kingdom of God, we're talking about a system. It's a governing system where God, the governing system of influence over the territory, or over the domain with his will, with his nature, with his culture and his lifestyle. So when you get born again and you receive Jesus, your person, Lord, and Savior, you become a citizen in that kingdom of in that kingdom of God. And when you become a citizen of the kingdom, then guess what happens? Then God wants you to renew. We're talking about you will prosper and be in health to the extent to which your soul, your mind, will, and emotion is prospering according to God's kingdom of God, according to God's governing system of influence, impacting you with his nature, his lifestyle, and his culture. So when he's talking about it's a new day, it's a new way. The new way is not new to God. The new way is new to a lot of people who are in the body of Christ because so many people have heard the word kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, and they're thinking that it's the same thing. And it's not. The kingdom of heaven is a government. The kingdom of God is a kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is a government. The kingdom of God is this. How do you know that it's God's desire for them to be blessed. How do you know? Because even when he's talking about my kingdom come, God's kingdom come, God's will be done in earth, just as it is in heaven. You got to go back to the very beginning, right after he created, granted, he said this in verse Genesis 1 28. Genesis 1 28, it was God's desire that you were blessed from the very beginning, and this is what he said. He says that he says God after he created him, he says, then God blessed them. Y'all read that word? God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, be multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue. He says, have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Let me give it to you. Let me give you the definition. When he says, be fruitful. He says, I want you to always be increasing. When he says multiply, he says, I want you to always be producing. When he says replenish, he says, I want you to fill and refill. But when he says subdue, you operate in authority and have control over your atmosphere and over the domain which you are over. He says, I've given you dominion. I've given you rulership fish of the sea, of the birds of the air, and of the, over every living thing that moves on the earth, except another person's spirit. You have no authority over another person. You have no authority over their spirit. You may have a you have authority over the spirit that will may try to uh, possess them or uh, oppress them, but you do not have authority over another person's spirit. You know, that's called witchcraft. God does not do that. Neither can 
huge in that. I've heard people say, you know, God will, God can do anything. God is bound by his word. God cannot violate his own word. He can't violate it. He can't violate it. You got to understand, with God, God's principal way of doing things is found in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22 says this, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Now, how many people know cold and heat have not gone away? How many people know winter and summer have not gone away? How many people know that day and night have not ceased? And if none of those things have ceased, guess what else has not ceased? He has not ceased with seed time and harvest. Let me tell you about that. Seed time and harvest. This is how it works. You get a seed, which is the word. You got once you get the word, you gotta hear the word. You gotta receive the word. You gotta believe the word. You got to speak the word and then you have to act on yourself. But this is what happens. Many times God gives us the seed I'm giving you the seed right now. The seed is the word of God. Now, you've got to, what's that? But that seed has to be sown. Where's that seed sown? In your heart. And when that seed is sown into your heart, how does it get in your heart? you got to hear it. You've got to see it through reading it. That's why we're giving you the scriptures. But you also have to say it out of your mouth so that seed, that word, Get down into your heart, and when that word gets down into your heart, and it begins to germinate, just like a seed in an natural ground, and you sow that seed, it begins to grow. And as that seed begins to grow, and you water that seed, how do you water that word? When you're saying that word over and over to yourself again, it is God's desire for me to prosper and be in health, even as my soul prosper. It is this year's the year. Uh, the blessing of the Lord, which makes me rich and adds no sorrow with it. You begin to sow that word into your heart and give it a little bit of time. Guess what bring, happens? It brings forth harvest. It is God's desire from the very beginning for you to prosper, to help, to be just full of God. It was God's desire to, to bless you from the very foundation of the world. And it's God's desire now. If you and I both, if you and I in the entire world can operate according to the human God principle, according to Genesis chapter 822, which is seed, time, and harvest. He says, but I thought you said that God does nothing in the earth apart from him. He doesn't. Remember, he started with Adam, and from Adam he would get from Adam he came forth. Adam and Eve was in the garden. Adam and Eve, that's what both of them were, left. But then they fell away. They, they revolted and they made a decision to, to revolt and turn from the kingdom of God and began to operate according to the kingdom of the garden. As a result, guess what happened? The blessing came up off of them. Then what happened? God was waiting for, for a period of time. He was trying a different situation to different people. But then he found him a man we can use because remember God changes not and he doesn't change his mind. What happened? 
In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, he found a man. And guess what that man's name was? Abram. Abram was the man because remember, he was blessing you to be all families of the earth are blessed. He's blessing you to be a blessing before all families of the earth are blessed. Then he goes on to say this. He says, glory to God. He says this in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. This is God talking to Abram. He says, the Lord has said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you. And I will be great. And you shall be a blessing. You can hear that. It wasn't just about Abraham being blessed. He says, I will bless you, and you will be a blessing. I will bless you, and you shall be a blessing. Same thing he said to Abraham, same thing he said to you and I. Because in accordance to Galatians uh, chapter 3, he says, if you, are if you are in Christ, you are Abraham's seed, we are heirs according to the promise. What was the promise that God made to Abram? That he will bless him to be a blessing. Why did he bless him to be a blessing? He says, and I will bless thee, those who bless you, and I will curse those who will curse you. He says, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And God's saying the same thing to you. In the same thing to me. He says, and in all families of the earth shall be blessed. All the families of the earth shall be blessed. God has blessed you, blessed me, blessed the entire body of Christ, so that you can be a blessing. He says, he says, because it's always been his desire from the very beginning that you prosper and you can help and it's influence your soul is possible. And, he, and he's taking you from when you got born again, he was translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And of course, Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, he was translated from the kingdom of darkness back into the kingdom of his dear son. And as a citizen of the kingdom, you're, you and I are to operate according to the kingdom of God. The principle of the kingdom of God is found in Genesis 8.22. As long as the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest shall not cease. The word is the seed. It's being sown into your heart. It's going into your ears. You can see it through your eyes as you're looking at the addresses and you're writing them down and you're going back and you're going to water that seed. You're going to water that seed by saying that word over yourself and saying that word over your situation and circumstance. And you're declaring over your household. And you're declaring over your children and your grandchildren. And you're declaring over your workplace. And you're declaring over your community and over your city, your province, your nation. This is the year of the blessing of the Lord that makes us rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. And you said, God, you are blessing me to be a blessing until all families of the earth are blessed. So God is blessing you to be a blessing for all the families of the earth are blessed. When we're talking about blessing, we're not talking about hoarding up a bunch of stuff for yourself. You are, you are being blessed so that you can be at God's distribution center. So you can go out and be a blessing to somebody else. Because when you begin to bless other people, 
they will begin to see your marvelous works in accordance with Matthew, believe it's verse 5 and 15. He says, He says, Let your light so shine so that men will see your marvelous works and glorify God who is in heaven. When they see you begin to prosper, when they begin to see you increase, when they begin to see you walking in health, and because you made a decision to renew your mind by the word of God to operate according to the kingdom of God, then they will want, and you're in a position where you used to be the one looking for a handout. Now you're God's distribution center. Now you're, you're the one whose God is using to bless this person and bless this community and bless this nation and pay off this and do this and do that. And when you begin to do that, people are going to want to know, man, what caused your life to change? And you will be able to point to them and say, this is the year of the blessing of the Lord, and it's, which is making me rich because it's God's desire to prosper you and be in health as my soul was prosper. So the more my mind, will, and emotion has increased in learning about the kingdom of God, God's governing system, influencing the domain or our territory with his nature, his culture, and his lifestyle, the more I begin to learn about it, the more I begin to hear about it, the more I begin to say it, and I begin to do it. I begin to say it, and then I begin to do it, then I started seeing results in my life. And when I began to see the results in my life, then I was in a position, I began to increase. And as I began to increase, I was able to bless those who were less fortunate. I was able to bless those who did not have. People was hungry. People were starving. People was, was had no clothes. And God had blessed me to a point where I can be a blessing to you. That's what it's all about. That's what it's always been about from the foundation of the world. I'm going to give you a coin for a place, and I'm going to show you how he does it. God's not going to, he's not a, he's not a, like a fairy godfather who sprinkles angel dust on you there. Whoop, there, whoop, there it is. That's not how it happens. This is how it happens in the course of Deuteronomy chapter 14. God is talking to his covenant people, the children of Israel, and this is what he says. It. He says, but you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who has given you the power to make wealth. Now it says it was God who's going to give you the power to get wealth. And if you look up that Hebrew word power, you know what the word says? It says he's going to give you the ability, he's going to give you the means, he's going to give you the strength, he's going to give you the might, he's going to give you he's going to give you the enablement, and he's going to equip you. So when you read it, you say it is. I want you to remember that it is God who has given you the ability, the means, the strength, the might, the equipment, and the enablement in order for you to get wealth. So he's going to give you the talent. He's going to give you the know-how. He's going to give you the wisdom. He's going to give you the understanding. He's going to, he's going to give you the favor. He's going to bless you and cause you to increase so that you can get wealth, so that he can keep his covenant. What was his covenant? Bless you to be a blessing to all the families of the earth of being blessed. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what it's always been about. That God will bless you to be a blessing to someone else. You say, well, if that's the case, why haven't I always sinned? Because sometimes, you know what? Sometimes, you know, if a person gets money, but they don't know what to do with that money, you know what they'll do? They'll end up wasting. And God is not a God of wealth. God is very perfect in everything he says. 
When he was put in the grave, and now he's risen. He's alive. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Save me now. I repent of you. Accept your offer of forgiveness. I receive your salvation. I'm born again. I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. Right. In Jesus' name. Amen. You pray that prayer for the very first time. Welcome you into the kingdom of God. Welcome you into our position with God. Welcome to our relationship. What do you do now? You gotta get in a word-based church. It teaches you about the death, burial, resurrection. It teaches you about the kingdom of God. It teaches you about the love of God. Man, we know the night people would say, I'd love to give you the opportunity to join us here. It's 6 p.m. on Saturday. We have people spending time on Saturday. Well, we'll share a practical word with you. You can be doers of the word and not Now, what happens if you can't meet us here on Saturday? Catch us on Thursday. We rebroadcast the same broadcast events. And hey, even when after you heard this message the first time, you will hear it again and again and again. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, we also have a podcast. You don't have time to sit in front of a computer. You don't have time to look at it on your phone, man. You break out the podcast. Podcast is the night for life. Audio podcast at night for the food life audio podcast is for all kind of podcast platforms. You can hear this message, other messages, and you just share the message with somebody else who needs to hear the word of the Lord. That 2023 is truly the year of the blessing of the Lord. But not only somebody that's going to hear the blessing of the Lord, but tell them and share with them how God is going to do it. That's the thing about it. Think with me. How do you have been service if I told you what God said he would that his plan is for this year, but didn't tell you how he was going to go about for Man, how man, how was So on behalf of Pastor Julian, the entire night nation and myself, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. And remember this: it's a new day, therefore it's a new way. We'll see you here next week. Have a good